0: Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 497, recorded live on Saturday, January 28th, 2017. And here are your hosts, the man who almost had some trouble driving this week, Dave Pillay. Hi there. And the man who drove over 500 miles this week with no issue, Andy Lowe. Hi.
1: Yeah, we had a we had a bit of a storm, uh, and the roads were sh- shit.
0: Which is surprising because normally if you have a storm
1: we too will also get a storm. Like a couple hours later. Yeah. Yeah. Well so we had like four days of 36 plus weather like 36 to low 40s. As did we. And rain. Yeah. And so a lot of the snow had melted but the ground was still really cold and then it dropped like 12 degrees 20 degrees and so then it got cold enough to start freezing and so there was a layer of ice over everything and then it snowed and not only snowed it snowed like you know three four inches and not only snow it was still raining so there was freezing rain plus snow which I'm not even sure how that happens plus like four inches of snow and someone at the Department of Transportation was sitting on their ass Because the plows didn't get out.
0: You see, we didn't have that problem. Yes, we had the warm weather. Yes, all the snow melted. Yes, we had the cold rain. Yes, it dropped down to below freezing again on Friday. But we never got that second layer of snow. And even then, the roads were not slick.
1: Oh, God. No, it, it was It was bad.
0: Which I'm glad it wasn't bad because I had to drive up to Holland, Michigan three times this week
1: with a giant rod of steel, yeah, no, that was uh, uh that, that was
0: somewhere else that went that was just local in Kalamazoo.
1: okay, but so that, you just had to drive up to Holland three times.
0: Yes, because the giant aluminum pole that I had a couple of weeks ago uh, was finally put up on the tower in Holland. Oh. So I I was actually just curious. Uh, I looked at the average annual miles per driver by age group according to the Federal Highway Administration. Uh huh. The average person of my age, as a male, will drive uh, 17,976 miles in a year.
1: 17,000 miles?
0: Almost 18,000 miles.
1: Okay. How much are you driving?
0: Um, let's see, so that averages out to 345 miles a week. That's a lot. Well, I've done over 500. Yeah,
1: but 340 miles a week?
0: That's what it says, yeah.
1: somebody. That's, that's 45 miles a day. 50 miles a day, about. Yeah, just under. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, not,
0: now that you say that, that is a
1: lot. <laughs> I I do not drive 50 miles a day. I mean, I guess... It's the average, right? And you think about people yes. who have like a two-hour commute. Yes. Right? They're going to be propping up the average. My commute is, I, I commute to work, it is a five-and-a-half-mile drive.
0: Mine is eight miles.
1: That's it. But yeah, that's a lot of driving.
0: God, 50 miles a day? Ugh. 50 miles a day, let's say you're on the highway. So you're basically, basically—we'll say you're even going 70 miles an hour. So that's, what, Forty forty five minutes in the car? I used to know this. Seventy five is four miles every three minutes. But God, that's still a lot of time in the car. Damn. But yeah, no, this week I spent a lot of time in the car. On the same three stretches of road over and over and over. I got I do have to say though I got through uh, a lot of podcasts that i listen to so at least i have that
1: <laughs> got through your backlog huh or started to make a dent in your backlog Oh,
0: I, I made a significant dent in the backlog
1: so that's good that's good that's the problem with podcasts is if you stop listening to, to them for a little while uh it it takes time to actually get there
0: especially like well the ones that are you know topical weekly things like our own podcasts i i can yeah kind of just you know skip past out. some of them yeah but the ones that actually like deep dive into specific topics that are not uh, time sensitive, those are the ones that I want to listen to again. You know, because in depth, yeah, it's in depth, non time based right. information. So it's not going to go bad, right? So that's the stuff that I want to listen to while driving. Yes. Before anybody writes, I do work I mean, in our show radio. Doesn't go
1: bad. It's just yeah. You work in radio, and
0: I, I, I don't listen to the radio. <laughs> I've had a couple of people point that out to me like, you work in radio. I'm like, yes, but the radio It's it's not
1: like they're making extra money when you listen to the advertisements. Nope, not at all. They don't know who's listening.
0: Nope, it's just like TV ratings. It's just certain people who keep track in a diary in our locations.
1: Yep, I got to do that for a little bit. Nielsen sent me a little diary and it's like, hey, would you mind filling this out and we'll send you five bucks? Okay, can you also send me a thing for my TV? (laughs) Now, I don't know if I'd want to actually be a Nielsen family. I'd I'd feel guilty if I ever, you know, stream stuff or watch stuff non-legally in a legal gray area. Because then they actually are losing money on me.
0: Yes, yes. If you are an actual Nielsen family, then yes, they are losing money on you if you are not... (laughs) watching things correctly.
1: Legitimately. Mm-hmm. Let's go with legitimately. That sounds a little better than illegally. <laughs>
0: That's why I was going with correctly. Because if you are watching, you know, yep. on the web stream.
1: That's legitimate. Yeah. And legal. Mm-hmm. In this great day and age of alternative facts. Evidently, uh, the, the publisher that owns the rights for 1984 is doing a special printing of it because it's in such high demand right now.
0: Oh, jeez. I actually do want to, uh, I might do this tomorrow, is uh, watch V for Vendetta. Okay. Not only because, you know, of its political context, but also um, John Hurt
1: is in it. Ah, uh, he just passed away.
0: Yep. So, you know, that would be the, the, a dual nod of what's going on. Okay.
1: Oh, Andy, Andy, Andy.
0: Yes. Was, was that not a lead into something, or was that just a. We could go of, to
1: sports instead. There's not much sports going on right now. There's college football, not college football, college basketball. That's going on. True. And there is uh, professional football. That's going on. Actually, not at this uh, moment, because they're, well, they're
0: in between the championships and the right. Super it's, Bowl. It's,
1: it's an off week, but it's still like a thing. We haven't reached the Super Bowl yet.
0: Nope, because what day is the Puppy Bowl?
1: Probably the same day as the Super Bowl, which is going to be February... Is that the 11th or the 4th? Uh, 5th. February 5th. February 5th. Okay, right. That's Sunday. Uh, by the way, this week is the AFC and NFC Championships. That's tomorrow.
0: No, I thought they were already
1: set. The AFC and NFC Championships? Yes. I mean they're set in the sense that they are tomorrow. Like they take place tomorrow, Sunday, January 29th at seven o'clock. Unless Yahoo Sports is lying to me. <clears throat> the Pro Bowl is on Sunday. Oh, maybe that's what that is. <laughs> Yahoo Sports is lying to me. Hey, you can't trust everything you see on the internet. I guess not. All right. Well then. So what the hell is the pro never mind. I, I don't I don't even care. Okay. So sure. fun
0: fact, the yeah. Um, Incompletely off up. off topic.
1: Okay. Hit me up with a fun fact.
0: Uh Animal Planet is gonna be using VR as part of this year's puppy bowl.
1: I'm not sure how that works.
0: They have posted two videos on YouTube that are three
1: sixty VR things. Okay. So but like how does that work? Like, do I have do I get to use Google cardboard for that? Yes. Do I need a VR headset for that?
0: I do believe that um I do believe that you will be able to use your Google, um, your Google Cardboard for okay. watching.
1: All right. Well, I have, a, I have a prior engagement that day anyway to go and play Broomball in an annual Broomball event.
0: Mm. Oh, I think you'd actually have to get Discovery's VR app. Maybe. I'm not uh-huh. sure. Uh, okay, so the VR content is available by the Puppy Bowl hub page, YouTube, Discoveries VR app, and Facebook. So if you want to be all up in the VR video of puppies.
1: Puppies playing on a little teeny football field. Yep. That's, that's a thing now, it seems. Okay. Entering the great age of the VR. Of, of VR. Mm-hmm.
0: Neat. So uh, we've got two topics here that are based off of previous topics we have discussed which one would you like to go first? AirPods or the S eight?
1: Oh, let's hit the S eight. There's there's a little fun fact about the S eight that Samsung kinda teased out. What's what's your what's your little fun? Uh
0: speaking with Reuters, Samsung president of mobile devices has said that unlike previous Galaxy S smartphones, the Galaxy S8 will not be ready to launch at MWC.
1: Huh. Oh, really? Yes. I think, I, I, I might be wrong, just to, but I think one of us strongly was, was in favor of them uh, re, you know, releasing it at MWC, because that's what they've done in the past. Yes, one of us. I believe, I, I believe the other one said, well, but with all this fiasco about the Note 7, they'll probably actually want to do some extra testing and some extra development, and uh, they got to wait for their investigation to finish. Uh, that maybe it would come out a little later this year. Yep, you, you are correct. One of us said one thing. Uh, I, I'm, I'm having trouble, though, remembering, Andy, which, which person uh, suggested which, which way.
0: That I was the one who suggested that the Galaxy S8 would be premiered at MWC.
1: Ah. So in that case, it was it was my suggestion that it would be a little later this year. Yes. Like in late March or early April.
0: Yes, which with the current suggestion is the announcement's gonna be time on time. is March
1: twenty ninth. Huh. Well then we have to figure out how I'm collecting on my dinner. <laughs> oh we've got an idea, don't worry <laughs> All right. Um, By we, I mean you and Kate. Yes. Yeah. Every every time that I you say we, and I know that it's you and Kate, followed by have an idea, I I start getting a little nervous.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't be nervous. When has ever our ideas? It has never turned out poorly. That's that. Kate says the same thing. It has never turned out poorly. Whenever she says that, you know, she's got something in the works, and I'm like, what? And she's like, have I ever, you know, have they ever turned out badly? And I'm like, no. She's like, well,
1: there you go. Then stop worrying and just go with it.
0: <laughs> Kate, who is also literally the next room over, is wondering what we're talking about. I mean, you
1: can shout out to her.
0: We're talking about how your plans are never bad, even though they're secretive.
1: I thought they'd be bad. I
0: thought... She says if they were bad, that she would tell me about them just to make sure. Ah, that's very very nice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we have an idea. So we'll we'll work on that. But yeah, no, the um, yeah, March twenty ninth. So I guess I'm gonna have to hold on to my S five for just a little extra bit longer. Two
1: months. Oh darn. Yep. You poor thing. A whole extra two months
0: with a phone that you know seems perfectly
1: fine. <laughs> right. Are you Are you sure you even want to upgrade to the S eight? Well, I want to see the S8 first. What are the make it or break it? What if it doesn't have a headphone jack? Well, that's a break it.
0: Well, yes, that's a break it because there are many times where I'm on a remote location where I'm calling, you know, support of some kind and I need both my hands to do things. So I always have, you know... Earbuds in my coat pocket and in my backpack to plug into my phone. So yeah, no. If it didn't have a headphone jack, that would be that would be a NYX right there. That would just yeah. right off the
1: bat. Would that nope. be enough to get you to jump ship from from Samsung to some other company
0: like LG, who's literally hemorrhaging money because of their
1: mobile phones? Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe.
1: Wait a minute. Literally hemorrhaging money. It is pouring forth from their body.
0: Virtually That's hemorrhaging what? money fine figuratively figuratively no, no That's fine money. i
1: use literally like that anyway i'm just poking fun at you
0: oh believe me all the times that somebody says that and adam ruins everything it's like he's always like that's literally it's a
1: good show isn't it
0: oh yes yes it is i like that show we've got about i think seven of them that we still have to watch to catch up yeah there's only so much you can watch in that
1: show at one time before you're just a whimpering crying puddle on the floor yeah Everything I knew was wrong. Mm -hmm. So Samsung has indeed uh, come out and said S8 will be a little delayed. They did complete their investigation of the S7. Did you get to see any of the pictures of their testing
0: setup? Oh my gosh, it was just crazy. The number of phones and batteries that they had just
1: lined up in like grids. Thousands, thousands of phones. Holy crap. Uh, uh, And it, it came down to a manufacturing error. As I understand it, they had one company making batteries and they found a flaw in that battery. And so they said, oops, no, we won't use these. And so then they went and they switched to another company. But because the timing was so tight, they didn't get to do enough testing on that. And the other batteries didn't work well with the form factor and then started failing.
0: Yeah, it was the the original batteries were failing. So they're like, "Oh crap, everybody, you know, turn your phones in. Let's get the replacement phones out to everybody." And the replacement phones had battery B in them. And since battery B was, you know, basically they just got swamped with orders. They weren't able to do the quality control check on the B batteries, which then also had problems and caused failures.
1: Yeah. So it was a kind of series of unfortunate events. Starring Neil Patrick Harris? No, god damn it. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that or something akin to that.
0: Yes, I know. I, I see that all the time. Now, every time we open up Netflix, it's like, we suggest a series of unfortunate events with Neil Patrick Harris. And I'm like, mm, maybe.
1: I mean, he's pretty good. Just remember, Netflix knows what you like better than you do.
0: Well, they're doing a shit job of telling us.
1: Yeah. It
0: normally takes us, if we're looking for something else to watch, it normally takes us at least 15 to 20 minutes to actually find something that we're interested in at that moment.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, it somehow thinks we like horror movies. We
1: don't well, like horror movies. Start downrating horror movies. That's,
0: I think that's what we have to do, is we actually have to go in and actually rate the stuff that we watch.
1: Yeah, that's going to play a much bigger role in the metrics. Maybe Netflix doesn't know what you like because you haven't told it.
0: It should know what, you know, what we've been watching, though.
1: Yeah, but it's, did you ever read uh, Foundation?
0: No, no, I haven't. Is it on Amazon? Granted, you know, there's the really? whole prelude to Foundation.
1: Yes. Is another one of the books talking about the development of the Foundation.
0: I look for Foundation on he, Amazon. Yeah. And it gets me makeup.
1: Wow. Try searching for books, Andy.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm switching that now to books.
1: Can I, can I finish where I was going with this? Yes, yes, please go. So in Foundation, he is psychohistory, which is using mathematics to take historical trends and use that to predict the future. Yes. Essentially, like that is the super boiled down version of it is saying that like there are laws of society just as there are laws of nature. And so once you know those, you can start to model it and you can figure out with probability what the future will be but there are there are laws of psychohistory one of which is that uh, it has to be large groups of people. That psychohistory cannot tell you what the actions of one person will be. It can only tell you what the probability of the result of the group will be. That's what Netflix is doing. So when you're thinking about Netflix knowing about you, they are you're thinking about like, well, Netflix knows when I'm paused, when I'm not paused. We know that they're capturing this data. What I watch, how much I watch of it, how much I watch at a time. Because Netflix has said that they're using that data, and that that's how they're coming up with these new shows. And that's why all these new shows are wildly successful, right? Yes. But it's only for large groups of people. Netflix won't be able to tell from that data the pausing, unpausing, when do you start it, when do you watch it. They can't tell an individual from that. The individual stuff is just from the ratings.
0: So I got to go through right now and just go to all of my things that I enjoy. Rate them high. Yep.
1: And the things that you don't want to watch, rate them low.
0: I will have to do that. Oh, I remember watching that. That was good. Oh, my gosh. And yeah, sorry.
1: Now, all right, I'm exiting out of Netflix. <laughs> what I'm waiting for is for Netflix to ha- have a, because um, right now they've got the different users, right? Yes. And each user can rate things independently. Mm-hmm. Yes. And? So that I can say, well, I'm watching it by myself right now, and so it generates the list based on my profile, versus i'm watching it with laura and then have it suggest a bunch of different things based on the combined profiles why don't you just create a third person because when she likes something and i don't how do you rate it well no i mean you have a profile for you you have a profile for her you have a profile for together minimum rating is i give it a three she gives it a two does that mean it's a two
0: I don't know. That's, well, together, you two should come up with a rating for it, and then put that rating in the Together profile. It's pretty straight. Five, I right? give it a
1: one. But what do you rate it? You Let's say you've got a thing that you give a five. You really like it. Kate gives it a one. What do you rate it on your combined profile? A three. But it's not a
0: three. If... If, that, if I'm rating it as a one, it means I do not like it. Kate rates right. it as a five. She loves it. Right. Why would I be watching something that I don't like on the television?
1: Right. So why would you give it a three?
0: You just told me to give it a three. Why would you even rate that on your Together profile? If you're not going to sit there and watch it together, then rate so it So that as-
1: Netflix knows what to recommend. Remember, the whole point of these ratings is so that it knows what to recommend. Remember that algorithm that they were paying like a million dollars if you could get a tenth of a percent better? Yes. That's what this is about.
0: Yes, okay, so she rates it a five, you rate it a one. Are you still going to sit down and watch it with her, or are well, you going to that's do something a, that's else? That's a
1: tougher question anyway. <laughs>
0: If you are not going to sit down and watch it together, then it is not a good together show. Therefore, it should right. be rated. B- OK, so, yes, I changed that to rating it to the lowest quantity. The minimum. Yeah. And then she can rate it higher on her own personal
1: profile. Right. Yeah. OK. Now, the problem with that is that you have to rate everything twice. In fact, you have to rate everything three times. Because you have to rate it, Kate has to rate it, and then you guys have to rate it together.
0: Well, it's pretty easy if you have the website or, you know, your apps up on your current devices.
1: Right, but if I've weighted it and she's weighted it, why can't it just calculate a value?
0: Why did it take Amazon how many years to create a family profile? Because of developers? There you go. Lack of time and foresight? There you go. Same thing with Netflix.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but they have people now. They should be able to do this.
0: I have a feeling that a lot of what Netflix does is um, contracted out for development. Yes, you think so? I think there are people who were contracting out. Netflix was contracting out people to uh, select images to that you see when you actually, you know, are going to preview the next episode. Mm. That little picture of you know that that one screenshot that you know should yeah. encompass the whole episode. They they contracted that
1: out to people huh, that had to be a fun little distraction anyway that's what i would like from amazon next you mean from netflix so uh
0: other so. piece of news that we were talking about earlier yeah in the previous episode yeah uh we talked about how apple had removed an app that was finding the airpods yeah well that's because iOS version 10.3 has a feature inside Apple's own Find My iPhone app, which allows these users to locate their missing AirPods.
1: The find my AirPods app.
0: Well, it's inside the Find My iPhones app, but it's called Find My AirPod or so AirPods.
1: They took this guy down because he beat them to the game. Yes, and they didn't like that. No, I feel a little like uneasy about that. Right. Like that just doesn't that that doesn't sit well. That they uh,
0: made their own version of an app that was already out there, and so they pulled the app.
1: Yeah, like that feels kind of anti-competitive and just not good.
0: Okay, let's think about it. If somebody had just gotten a new iPhone right now, yeah. And right now is when they first, you know, got their iPhone and then downloaded the Find My iPhone app, which my guess is probably already pre-installed in the iPhone device. Yeah, it's
1: part of the system.
0: So then if they right now went to the app store and looked, they'd be like, why is there a duplicate app? This is already baked into my iPhone. It makes no sense. If he came out with the app now... Apple would have 100% perfect reason to say, no, we've already got that. You don't need this app.
1: That's if you're using the Find My iPhone service.
0: True, but that's, you. you granted, everybody should be using these things, especially, you know, also Android's, uh, what, device manager is what it's called? Yeah. People should be using these things because the amount of control that it has for if you ever lose your device is quite helpful. At
1: what cost, Andy?
0: What do you mean, at what cost?
1: At what cost? How much information am I giving away for free so that I can do that? I don't know. Let's
0: look at the information for my device manager app, app info. <laughs> Permissions.
1: Du-du-duh. Google knows where my phone is every minute of the day.
0: Uh, approximate location, precise location, modifier, or delete the contents of the SD card, read the contents of your SD card, full network access, view network connections, read Google service configuration, receive data from the internet, find accounts on the device. So outside of the storage uh, information, it's not too bad. Not too bad. Not like you know. It's a flashlight app that requires all this inform- all this information to reuse. Yeah, and the te- companies have proven time and time again that they are on the side of consumer privacy. Which companies? I'll just say Google and Apple. But there have been times where you know the company
1: Google and oh. Apple are definitely not. Time and time again on the side of consumer privacy. Yes, I know.
0: I'm I'm back. I'm walking that one back right now. Because I'm thinking of all the official warrants that have been served to Apple. at that.
1: Google and Apple, like, they hate the concepts of privacy. They also hate the idea of sharing their own information. Google is not out there to protect your privacy. Google is out there for absolutely the opposite.
0: (laughs) They're there to make money on your privacy, on your information.
1: Right. Do not kid yourself and be like, oh, Google is pro-privacy. No, Google is pro-protecting their own information, as is Apple, as is Facebook. Now, that said, it's also in their best interest not to give away your personal details even to advertisers, they don't sell your personal information. They sell the fact that they have the personal information to advertisers and say, hey, you want to target this kind of person? We can do that.
0: Yeah. Somebody comes to them and says, hey, we want to advertise for our new car that we're marketing towards 18 to 34 males.
1: With disposable income yep. who are in need of a new car.
0: Yep. Google can, uh, Google can hook you up.
1: Right. They have that information. They aren't going to sell you to the advertiser. They sell the fact that they know who you are to the advertiser. Yes. So Apple is uh, coming out with a Find my Airbud AirPod
0: AirPod app that AirPod. works exactly the same as the other
1: Find my oh, airPod app that, that sucks for that dude the right. the
0: one the one caveat is the fact that if your uh airpods are within range of any of your other apple devices yeah it can locate it that way the app was just using your phone okay so if you left your airpods next to your macbook laptop somewhere or next to you know your apple tv device
1: then um, your macbook will know yes yeah cuz it'll be connected yes
0: that and you can also find individual airpods as well
1: well that's just dandy all right so So completely new topics yeah or uh, no new okay i was gonna go.
0: go with a new topic but in a tangential thing of talking about apps go for it google voice got updated google voice google voice
1: hasn't been touched in years what did they update
0: five years it hasn't been touched they finally updated it to do what the uh, first thing you notice about the updated Google Voice apps is a cleaner, more intuitive design that keeps everything organized. What? The Inbox now has separate tabs for text messages, calls, and voicemails, conversations. Are they talking about the
1: app for the website? Both. Because I haven't been to the website in, like, years.
0: Yeah, neither have I. But mm-hmm. it's the apps and the website are both updated.
1: Let's see this. I don't believe them. doesn't look like it's any different.
0: Uh, You've also, they've added support for group and photo. Oh, cool. MMS messages. Finally, You can do in notification replies. That's Uh, good. They're also doing voicemail transcription for Spanish. If you are currently using Hangouts for your Google voice communication, there's no need to change to the new apps, but you might want to try them out as we continue to bring new improvements. Cool. So they've also said um, that they're going to actually continue to update this in the future. So they're promising it's not going to be five years.
1: Nice. So here's a a, um, kind of a moral and philosophical question. All right. I just went to contacts.google.com because it was linked through the Google Voice website. Yes. I have people in this list that I have not spoken to or heard of in 10 years plus. Do I delete them? Do you defi- like do you refine, do you go through your, your contacts and clean them out?
0: Uh, I might have to because I'm currently looking let's see the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. The first ten contacts in my contact list are specifically for diplomacy. They were in my, they were, you know, because mm-hmm. I used my personal email account for playing Diplomacy Online. So yep. literally the first 10 people on my list are all contacts.
1: And so what do you do with that? Are you going to delete them?
0: I, I probably should delete them because um, I have no reason to contact them.
1: Yeah. And I like a, never will again. Yeah.
0: No, they they were a specific email at a specific time. Let's see. Yeah, I've got Detroit curling emails. God, there are so many freaking contacts. No, dismiss those. Those are not the same. God, I've got freaking fourteen duplicates already found.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, out of that, out of that. That was a, that was a philosophical question. But yes, no, and-
0: I'm I have a. <laughs> I have 288 contacts that are just imported uh, earlier this year from somewhere.
1: <laughs>
0: God, so many emails. You know, the other thing is I honestly can't remember what the name of the website was that I did online diplomacy
1: with. What is the name of that web page? The online diplomacy? Yes. Um, 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 um. Oh, God, what was it? I found another one it's called oh, Backstabber.
0: No, Play Diplomacy, Play Backstabber, Geek, Stabber for you, Dip Ounce, no. Hold on, let me go to the Reddit Diplomacy subreddit.
1: Wow, I think we're taking yeah. a little too deep of a dive here, Andy.
0: Nope, that's not it. What was it called? I don't know. Oh my god, I feel so bad.
1: <laughs> um, It's it somewhere in your email? If you go back and search.
0: Diplomacy. Redscape. There we go. Ah, there it is. Redscape. Welcome to Redscape last post. October 26th, 20. Oh, looks like there are still things going on. Currently there are three games currently playing. Hmm. Well, that's a trip down memory lane. Yeah. Um, speaking of tabletop gaming we can yeah into something else PAX Unplugged PAX Unplugged as the name entails it's PAX
1: it is a Penny Arcade Expo Unplugged so like a lot more personal and and like smoky rooms and I, like I don't know what they mean by unplugged I, I know what they mean by unplugged but you're, yeah you're trying to be funny I am yeah
0: tabletop Pax- gaming woo wait isn't
1: that just Gen Con <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. It made PAX Unplugged, also known as Gen Con. Okay, so tell me about PAX Unplugged, Andy. Where is PAX Unplugged? It's going to be in
0: Philly at the Pennsylvania Convention Center on November 17th. Okay. Now, Tycho has said that uh, he's never had a chance to go to Gen Con. Uh, It seems like the only way I'd ever be able to go to a tabletop show is if I founded one. So he did.
1: (laughs) That's clever and cute. Yeah. November 17th in Philly. Yes.
0: Now, I I let uh, Aaron Hanswitz, our personal tabletop guy, uh, know about this. And his first response was, that's not good because um, they selected the same date as one of the five biggest tabletop conventions in the U.S., known as ah. Board Game Geek Con, which I did look. Yes, it is the same weekend. Where at? Uh, board Game Geek Con is down in Texas.
1: Okay. Well, that's that's going to put um, publishers in a little bit of a bind. Like, yes. the big ones will be fine, right? Yes. They'll go to both. But how many board game developers are, like... Very small operations. I'd say a majority of them are what we would consider
0: independent. Let's see. BGG Con exhibitors. Who do we got currently going on there? Exhibitors. Uh, wow, there's a lot of exhibitors already set up here. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, a lot of these names are quite small. Granted, there are things like Mayfair and Z-Man games in here, but a lot of these names I have not heard of. Oh, Days of Wonder, yep, that's one I've heard of. Cryptozoic, yep, heard of them. Catan Studio, yep, heard of them. (laughs) Arcane Wonders, heard of them. Ares Games, heard of them. Rio Grande, I expect. So I'm I'm not sure uh, how this is going to work out. Which I even tried doing like a search of just PAX Unplugged and BGGCon just to see if anybody's discussing it. Yeah. Not really. oh there uh, There's two articles that have been posted that talk about, you know, BGGCon and PAX Unplugged at the same time. That's it.
1: Maybe they're all talking about it in podcasts like this one where it wouldn't come up on a search engine. Maybe. Uh, you could always email Penny Arcade could or the media relations at bgg con
0: also true god i can't believe there's five other pax shows
1: yeah that thing's grown quite a bit
0: <laughs> pax west pax east pax south pax no it's pax australia then pax south and pax yeah. pax unplugged no Unplug is six there's another one what the hell is up da, PAX, da, dev. PAX, pax dev there we
1: go yeah that doesn't count PAX Dev, I don't think that counts as a separate show.
0: Which, just so you know, PAX South is going on as we speak.
1: Is it? It is. Oh, man, I don't mind missing it so much anymore. I'm kind of used to it. All the people. Yep. All the people. So, yeah, this
0: November, there's going to be a PAX in Philly. I wonder if they're doing that just because we're almost in a tabletop renaissance going on right now. Where that suddenly, you know, people are actually talking about tabletop games.
1: Could be. I mean, there's a lot with the um, the legacy games, right? Well, yes, there Pandemic are. Pandemic the leg- Legacy, Risk Legacy. So I think Once that's, he,
0: go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, like, you know, back when I was growing up, at family holidays, you know, we'd play a board game. But we played, like, the classics. Like, you know, the Clue, the Scrabble The chess, the, you know, the the, the ones that are, you know, have been around for forever. The monopolies, that sort of thing. The the board games that, you know, everybody has in their closet. And then all of a sudden things like, you know, Catan came out. Ticket to Ride came out. Pandemic came out. And all of a sudden. Yeah, there's,
1: there's the gaming revolution. Yes. Carcassonne.
0: Oh, Carcassonne. I still haven't figured out the strategy for putting the guys in the fields. Still haven't figured that one out. So, you know, I feel like this would be, you know, a good thing. I'm just wondering, you know, did they just shoot somebody else in the foot by their date picking? But we'll find out. We'll see how it goes the first time. Yeah. Are you going to try and make it out for it? Probably not, especially since I'll be a bit busy at home. Ah, okay. So what else we got here, topic-wise?
1: Uh, something uplifting. Eve Online. You remember Eve Online. (laughs) (laughs) Something uplifting. Let's talk about Eve. Yeah, that, I, I'm sorry, just...
0: Let's talk about something uplifting. Eve Online. I'm sitting there going, okay. <laughs>
1: Those two things aren't often related. No. Normally, Wait, so... Was there, like, another corporate heist? A hostile takeover? A battle involving, like, 10,000 players because they're all in one universe? No, this is actually about something that happened a while ago. Um... Eve worked with MMOS, massive multiplayer online science. Oh, uh, and it's it's an article that someone just wrote about the uh, human protein atlas. And we, I think we talked about this at one point that um, CCP, the the guys who make Eve, worked with this this group of scientists to build into the game. They gamified. A distributed system for uh, identifying proteins or categorizing proteins. Okay. And so it's just the kind of the breakdown of what happens. So the idea is that there are two hundred and fifty thousand images of proteins and protein structures. Okay. And the goal is to categorize them. And so the guys at CCP said, "Like, yeah, we can we can do something with that." And so they built. Into the game, a system where it would show you the picture and you would have to categorize it. And they added it into the lore so that this was like a part of the story. And there were, I I take it there were rewards in the game, like there was a reason to do this.
0: And uh, yep, uh, let's see, uh, asking Eve players to place a protein image into one of a group of categories, earning in-game rewards as they do so. Once a sample right. reaches a specific level of agreement, we can then with some degree of certainty say that it has reached consensus.
1: Right. So if enough people categorized it, then they said like, oh, right, that's the, the likelihood is that's what it is. Right. Yes. And then they stopped. I mean that was it. It, it had an end goal. They wanted to categorize 250,000 images. Now, they had initially thought that it would take them a couple months. They did it in three weeks.
0: <laughs> the whole 250,000 images done three in three weeks.
1: Yeah. So just kind of a cool little thing. And now the uh, the MMOs group is starting to look at other companies that might be interested in this. And so Gearbox, uh, the guys who did uh, Battle whatever really popular game you mean borderlands yeah that one <laughs> <laughs> borderlands battle i couldn't get into borderlands i think i own borderlands and borderlands 2 and i just can't like i can't do it i don't know why i like first i like some first person shooters i just can't get into these games yeah i have both borderlands and borderlands 2 i do I not I I don't,
0: I'm not sure, hold on, I have to open up Steam to find out. Uh Uh-oh. But but no surprise, Steam needs to update. And Andy disconnects. I'm not disconnecting, it's already there, it just actually has to go and do its thing. So this is basically taking the idea of folding at home, and then just made it...
1: Well, but folding at home was just using computer processing.
0: No, there was a game attached to folding at home.
1: No, you, you started it, you ran it, and that was it.
0: Wasn't there? I swear there was something, though, where you'd actually like have to fold the proteins on your own. No,
1: because that's a really hard process. Fold, protein folding is, is purely simulated. You, you don't... You're looking it up, aren't you?
0: Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what the heck that... Because I remember playing that game where it was actually like... Game folding protein. All right, here we go. What's it called? Fold it. There you go. Fold.it. Okay. So yeah, it's a it's a puzzle game and the puzzles are actually, you know, folding proteins. So yeah. Okay, so yeah, there is Foldit at home and then fold it is what I was really thinking of. God, we cannot remember anything today.
1: No man, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, it's bad.
0: Uh, let's check to see, do I have Borderlands? B-O-B-E-B-I. Bookworm, Bookworm Adventures. Nope, no Borderlands. That is a negatory.
1: Mm. So in any case, they they did it. It was very successful, and they're looking to do it again.
0: Now, I could see this not even being as part of a game game, just the fact that, you know, so, you know, I'm I'm slightly obsessed with Marvel Puzzle Quest. Right and there you know they had the thing there where you could watch videos and earn in-game rewards for it it videos equal advertising mhm what if you do this where it's like they show you a picture and it's like okay where does this picture belong just as just you know after a thing there it's like you could earn game in-game rewards just for doing something that's completely not related to the game but still could be something so yeah i'm maybe just, i don't I'm, think
1: it'll be as many people though like so another topic we have up here is Overwatch. Blizzard just kind of released the, the Overwatch statistics. And how bad is it? 25 million people. So it's not bad at all. Not bad at all. Right. So imagine, like, how many people you're going to get to play this little science game versus if you could build it into a game with 25 million people already playing. Well,
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just during, like, the loading screen or something. Something that doesn't actually affect the
1: gameplay, but it's like, hey, while yep. we're loading... It'd be kind of fun for like a game like Overwatch, actually, or anything on Steam, because they could give the uh, rewards. Yeah,
0: but it was just like right. um, Sims 2, when you had all the CDs... To actually load the game, they actually had like a little like match it game and a little trivia game built into the loading of the loading of the install. So it's one of those things. Where it's like, oh yeah, no, this is fun. Do-do-do-do-do. Sorry, as I whack my uh, mic stand, um, where you know while the things doing something. Just you know, throw that up there and be like, hey, help a brother out. We'll give you. We'll give you. We'll give you a, we'll give you a ten gold. <laughs> I think that could easily work. Granted, you shouldn't be like the people you know at. Was a guy at a school who installed uh SETI at home on all their computers without telling anybody? I think so. Or was it a school or a college? It was one of the two. It was some sort of educational institution where they installed SETI at home on all the computers and ran it in yep. the background. And didn't tell anyone. Yeah. Oops. Yeah, no, that's that's a no
1: no. Don't don't do that. No. Just don't do that.
0: Being someone who is now a network admin. I would be pissed.
1: Yeah. But what
0: if you're the one who did it? My boss would come into town, look at it, and be pissed.
1: <laughs> what if you found out that it was your boss that was the one doing it? I don't know. That's that's an interesting question. Because I would put that, based on what I know about your boss, I would not put that past him. No, you
0: take security and that sort of stuff pretty seriously. I mean, for goodness sakes, there have already been a couple of more hacking of radio stations already this year. Oh. Yeah, a couple of people. Uh, they hacked some STL links, and so they took over the radio station by basically injecting their own audio at the very end. They were playing some uh, anti-Trump
1: rap songs that were explicit. What? Yep. That is hilarious. Like, I'm he- sorry, but that is that is – the fact that I could, in theory – take over what people hear on their radio from the internet is just that that's so like out of hollywood sci-fi
0: yeah no and it's just because people have these boxes pointing to the public internet and they don't even do things like you know change the username and password. What? Yeah. So you know, there's, people just have like a list. It's it's just like that internet of things that was doing the DDoS attack. It's just you know people don't think about these things because it's people who are setting them up who don't understand cybersecurity. What? Yeah, just ridiculous. Um. Okay. So yeah, speaking of gaming, Square Enix is teaming up with Marvel.
1: What? For an Avengers thing,
0: the first project will be based on the Avengers and is being co-developed by Tomb Raider makers and Deuce X Studio. So the Deus who, X, Deus X, sure, not, not
1: Deus X, Deus X. You're right. That's it's close to Deuce, but not right. But but it's not Deuce, It's Deus like Deus X Machina because yeah. the, the whole okay. thing is like your cyborgs. All right. I think I but also have that game on my game. Steam
0: that I haven't played yet oh my god i'll get to it at some point yep you're working your way down the list yep so yeah square enix is a multi-year multi-game deal with marvel with marvel yes
1: well with disney
0: well no this one's specifically with marvel i do believe unless all of marvel is owned by disney by
1: all of andy (laughs) i have bad news for you (laughs) is all of marvel owned by disney i am pretty sure all of marvel is owned by disney Marvel Hold
0: on. parent organization, Marvel Entertainment, LLC, which is in turn owned by the company is a wholly owned subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company.
1: Right. Oh, Disney owns Marvel. All of it. All of it. They also own all of Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> they own LucasArts and LucasFilm.
0: So, do you think this is going to be okay? Because, you know, we have things like Square Enix doing, you know, good games, but then you also have the legacy of licensed IP being crap. Not, not all of it. True. The more recent titles have been good, like the Batman games of recent time have been good. Games. Right. The, the Lego games have been really good.
1: As long as it's not
0: directly
1: based off the movie. Yes. And even then, that's that's sometimes been okay. The real danger is making a movie based off a game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh I watched. How did Assassin's Ass-
1: Creed do? Oh Did you go see it? Yes, I saw it. How was it, Andy? Oh I noticed it hasn't been one of our uh weekly reviews.
0: It's been sad. Oh how sad it was. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see how this goes, because uh, there are actually other uh, current uh, people doing things here. Telltale is doing a Guardians of the Galaxy game. Insomniac is working on a new Spider-Man game for the PS4. Cool. So
1: Notice no one's touching a new Superman game. (laughs) Well, that's DC. Yeah, well, but also like... A new super the Superman game for the the sixty four I yes, think was the like Superman one of the first ones game
0: for the N sixty four is listed as one of the worst games ever, unlike yeah. anybody's list. So it's going to be interesting to see. You 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 know you've got some people who are now heavyweights, and we're going to try and put them together. It's going to be interesting. I am slightly excited, but apprehensive at the same time.
1: Only slightly. Yes.
0: Okay. So, uh, is there anything else you want to hit on this list or no?
1: Oh, man, uh, are we there already? Yeah, we're there already. All right, um, 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 I think we hit the big ones. Oh, there's, uh, new spacesuits coming out at NASA. They look strikingly similar to the spacesuits from 2001 and 2010, of Space Odyssey.
0: E- oh, yeah, nope, that's, uh, that, yeah, that looks, uh,
1: yep. That's it. <laughs> Boeing copied Kubrick. <clears throat> But they definitely look a lot more usable than the current suits.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, they also have gloves built for touchscreens. Yeah. Well, that's a plus.
1: (laughs) So, you know, a lot more modern.
0: Yeah. God, the current spacesuits have been around for since, what, the shuttle? That was 1980. So the current spacesuits are, what, like 30 years old? I'm sure there's been
1: some stuff for that. But the
0: basic design is
1: pretty old, right? Yeah. I mean, the basic design is from the 50s, right? Like, the, the design has not changed much, in it, certainly in aesthetics, since the moon landing.
0: Yeah, that's true. So, technology, moving forward, finally. Yay.
1: All right. Random review. Random
0: review. I am reviewing the 11th Hour game. The 11th hour game was originally released in 1995 as the sequel to my previous video game review, The 7th Guest.
1: Okay. And we we if I recall, The 7th Guest we said did not hold up. Yes.
0: This one was even worse. Oh no. Yeah. The it, it oh, it was It's the same thing. It's an interactive movie, puzzle adventure, single-player thing along the lines of Myst. Uh, But it's got, you know, all the classics of, like, full-motion video, which, you know, there are... They have, you know, short little videos, but as as you progress through the game, like, you know, all these little videos that you're picking up are strung together to form a 10-minute movie that you have to watch. And since, you know, this is live-action video, there are live-action actors who are your classic, you know, B movie actor sort of people. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's, it's still got the dated look of, you know, all the, the computer 3d generated eighties looking, you know, 3d environments. It's got the full motion video. It's got the MIDI sounds. It just, uh, it's, it's
1: just not doing it for you, huh?
0: No. Oh, what's, what's, I, I haven't even, you know, gotten, I think I've only gotten like an hour and a half into it and I just, I just can't because the, the, some of the puzzles just don't make sense. And, you know, you get this little like PDA device that, you know, is supposed to give you clues to the next events, but these clues make no sense. And it's got like a built in like hints button literally right next to the clue there. So like Mm -hmm. you read this thing, you're like, this makes no sense whatsoever and so you literally have to hit the clue and they're like anagrams and stuff is just, you know, hidden on the screen and oh, the, the puzzles have nothing to do with the story. It's just...
1: They're just puzzles for the sake of puzzles. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. Let's see. Metacritic. Eleventh hour. Go, go, go. Metacritic. No, not the movie. I want the game. Silly Metacritic. Let's see how your review lines up, Andy. Ooh. I'm, All right, what are you giving it? I, I No, don't. Just don't. Don't? No. Oh, not not don't tell you, just like don't play. Yeah, don't play it. It's, right. Your it, your review is not worth it. No. Metacritic review, 6.8 out of 10. What? I feel like it would be slightly lower than that. Out of four reviews. <laughs> oh granted one of those reviews two found? positive one negative one mixed. only one person left like significant comments what let's see what steam has currently for it hard time calling this a game more like a collection of mini games and puzzles with cheesy fmvs cut between them
0: which is very true and supposedly according to the article the ending is just weird okay it's hold on let me go to the store page in steam let's see what the steam rating is uh, overall is mixed 68 reviews on steam. Uh, only 45% of the reviews are positive. Uh, not recommended, recommended, not recommended. It's just, it's one of those things where it's like when it probably first came out, it was probably great, but now it's just, oh, it's bad. It's like one of those things where when you're moving, it's like mist, you know, where you're, it's, it's a static scene. You're moving from static scene to static scene, sort of thing. And instead of the first one where you'd kind of glide, from scene to scene, this one has you "quote unquote" <laughs> walking, and so the screen Whoa. actually
1: bounces. Bounces. Ah. Oh. Hey guys, let's go with ultra realism and have the the player bounce every step. Yeah, it's yeah. Why I, would that be a bad idea? Oh, they realize you don't do that in movies, right? Like, ah, oh. yeah. It's just. It's so yeah. It's the
0: same mansion, so I have an idea of the layout of everything. But I just I just couldn't do it because it's just bad. Let's put it this way: the second puzzle I got to was this thing where you have to move knights around on a board. It took me I'd say at least fifty moves in order to solve this puzzle. I'm not. It, it might be a faster way, but still, it took me. Fifty moves, and so this whole engine, you know, has to show the piece getting picked up and then the piece getting put back down again. So each move is taking like you know three to four seconds just to animate it, and so you know you've got fifty moves for this thing. Oh, it's just no, no. Like I, I am okay. looking forward to getting down towards like Mist and Riven because I feel like those would actually, you know, games. yeah. Like I'm looking forward to actually going back into Riven. I haven't done Riven in forever, so yes, I want to do this. This game, you, no. You've got nope. a
1: ways to go, though, right? Like, yes.
0: My library is currently 388 games.
1: Riven is, is going to be towards the bottom quarter. Yes. So you got a little ways to go.
0: Yeah. So yeah, no, I have uh, under two hours played. I've already deleted the files from my computer and put it <laughs> in my nope category.
1: They are gone.
0: Yeah no that's just just you, don't wait, do it. Do you have
1: categories.
0: Yes, I added I uh, added a category. Uh, well, there's three categories. I, uh, there's two that Steam added on its own: games and sorry, I have four games and VR. Those are the generic Steam categories. But I added a category called "yup" and a category called "nope." Cute. So as I play a game, it will either be in the "yup" category or the "nope" category. Very cute. I like it. And so far, all the games that I've reviewed have been in the nope.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's the next one going to be? Is that uh, Ah yet? Uh, No, because we did, uh, we
0: reviewed Ah a long time ago. Okay. Uh, The next game is Twelve Labors of Hercules Two: The Cretan Bull. I have no idea what this game is. Where did you even get that? I don't know. (laughs) I don't even know what it is but it's the 12 labels of flavors of Hercules 2 the Cretian Bowl. <laughs> Random topic. Random topic, rolled ahead of time. Coffee versus tea. Hold on, let me sip my coffee. Mmm, That's a good <laughs> cup of joe. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can't do tea. Really? Nope. At all. Yeah, no, I've never I've never done tea. I, I just
1: Oh wait, have you never done tea? Like you've had tea, right?
0: Yes, I've tried tea. I've tried green teas, I've tried black tea, I've tried Earl Grey tea, just because, you know, Picard likes it. Jean-Luc Picard. Picard
1: likes it, how can you be wrong, right? Exactly, yeah. Okay. I I enjoy both. I do not have a, a preference between the two of them. Coffee is easier to get in large quantities than tea.
0: Yes, coffee is a lot easier to get. I can buy a box of coffee at Costco. And have it last me probably at least two months
1: but tea definitely has it's it's nice i like tea if i'm trying to calm down uh i like certain teas for just keeping warm yeah i like both the thing is tea i can i can some teas i can actually just drink straight coffee i need like sugar and cream no i don't need sugar but tea with honey is tea with honey is is hard to beat I,
0: I'm... i nope, not gonna... I'm just gonna... Go, I'm going with my t- coffee. Granted, most of the time when I have coffee at other places, it's bad. Because mm-hmm. they just buy the big jar of Folgers. Which, you know, isn't the best coffee. But... I have, I have no comment on that. No, I'm sorry. Tea's
1: a teas no-go. Alright, maybe I'll give you some tea when you're out here. Alright. We'll buy we'll some teas. Okay. And so- then you can have me try coffees. <laughs> Well, you already
0: try coffees. That's, that's yes. That's that's not a that's not a dual that's that that's not a two way street. There, it's like here, try some teas, and I'm like, okay, try some coffees. I'm like, well, yes, I just brewed myself in my own pot.
1: <laughs> like I, I enjoy coffee. Of course, I will not <laughs> try coffee. Thank you, Andy. Oh, you're gonna go buy me coffee? <laughs> I'll take it. Hey, let's go down to uh, the, the place down the road. All right, I think that's everything then. Yes, is. coffee, Andy says coffee 100%. I yes. say 50-50. They're both delicious.
0: Nope, not good. Nope, nope, just coffee. Okay. Well, I guess then that's, that's an easy way to. to uh, that's a wrap. That, yes, I forgot to what to say. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.